Thank you for downloading the Racers Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at racersrecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag racersrecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. Hey there. What do you say there, world? Welcome back for another exciting episode of the Racers Recap. We are going to talk about the amazing double finale episode and uh, the incredible transformation of a team who raced 15 years ago to come back and not only like do well, but do so much better than they did last time, even though they were incredible. My name is Justin, season 27. Diana. James Earl. Jen. And our oh. guests today, Colin and Christy. What are you guys up to? <laughs> We're just out on a little hike, one of our favorite hikes. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, you thank you like, for being here. You guys like look at each other with such like, like you see into each other when you look at each other. It's so cute. That's spot on. Yeah, see into me. Intimacy. <laughs> into me see. Oh. oh. See this? I like that. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot today. And uh, as my other three co-hosts will tell you, I need some uh, some zen in my life. And we will get to that zen and see if you could just spread some, shoot some of that love that you guys are always talking about from Texas to, to help a brother out. Always. <laughs> All right. Justin, you have a lot of love in your heart. So I can much. already feel it. It is yeah. totally transmitted through, through your podcast every single week. Yep. Yes. I can attest to that. He definitely uh, has a lot of love. I, I, you're right. I do have a lot of love and I can feel the love. And uh, my thing is to somehow in my head, I justify my angst as passion. And I don't know, yeah. or whatever it is, that thing that pisses people off. I, I push it off as passion and I, I feel that's passion. And I need, I don't know what it is to turn that little switch to make, you know, just, just needs to sound better. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> You probably just need to learn to give yourself a little bit more of a break. Yeah. That's probably true, too. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> can I ask y'all, like, what was it like when y'all got the call? Because I imagine y'all are, like, 15 years out from the race now. You're thinking our days are long past. Like, there's we, we really aren't going to be the people that are going to call or come back. What did y'all think when y'all got that call? Well, the, the events unfolded quite synchronistically. Um, we had not watched the race since our original season Wow! when it aired live because that was a traumatic experience for us. That was hard. I didn't exactly like Colin from season five either, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin knows what that feels like. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was hard. I mean, it, it was um, because there was a lot of creative editing, but at the same time, uh, I mean, it was just all of the above. It was really hard. And I knew that Colin was the villain of the show about three or four uh, legs in. And I warned him. I said, hey, FYI, which he could not even imagine. He couldn't imagine because for the most part, the fun, loving, very charismatic, um, cooperative per person that Colin is today, that's who he was then. He just, both of us, um, like a lot of us, there wasn't a lot of resilience, so you're easily triggered. And as you guys know, running the race, I mean, it is a container. It is a hotbed for getting triggered. 
And so, of course, we were triggered quite often. There wasn't a lot of resilience. And that was the storyline. I mean, ultimately, we come in second place. It, made, it was a beautiful storyline, season five, like Chip and Cam, underdogs coming from behind. So every little argument, every little everything was highlighted on that show. And um, it was hard to watch. Colin slept on the couch quite a few many times. Many of times. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I spent many a night on the couch. I was like, that was seven months ago. She's like, get your ass on the couch. <laughs> I was just um, letting him know because for him, the reason it was hard for him to see the villain was because for the most part, there was a lot of cooperation. We were helping and working with other teams that just, that wasn't being shown. And I kind of had a feeling based on the questions, you know, the storytellers in the questions that you're getting yeah. in between the legs, you kind of figure it out along the way, what sort of one dimensional character you're going to be. But anyway, a year ago, we decided to watch it. Top family rated show. We wanted, we hadn't seen our season with our boys, Achilles and Cruz 12 and seven. And we thought, okay, you know what? I think we're ready to watch this. And it's a great opportunity for us to like when the Africa scene comes or the my ox is broken scene comes that we can really talk through what happened there with our sons. And it could be a great life lesson. Right. And, and a show a transmission of showing like people can shift because that's not who they know. So they're already going to watch going, who are these people? Right. Um, and then in the process of doing that, we um, started remembering how much fun it was. And it was just like, wow, that was the most amazing experience we had. Like one of the best experiences ever. You guys know that. And so by the time we're watching the season finale in Jackson Hole, we're snowboarding. We're um, on the Teton Mountains, high vibrational mountain. And I just get this hit. I look at Colin. I'm like, we should do that again. And he's like, yeah, we should. And so what we- a better way to like. <laughs> try this out and try this new way of being and see if it could actually be the most competitive way to run the race. Yeah. Well that kind of unfolded. Like as we were dreaming into it, that same on the mountain, we were like, okay, let's text. It was a casting director that we still knew that thought, okay, she's probably still working on the show. And let's just let her know if you guys want are having old racers on like we're in. And, um, cause they wanted us to do the original all stars. We found out we were pregnant with Achilles, so we couldn't do it. And then years Pass. So they probably just kind of wrote us off. So we were like, hey, don't write us off. We're in if you want us back. And we didn't know. They were already casting for this show. Wow. So literally three weeks later, they email us and let us know, hey, if you're serious, we're casting a reality all-stars and uh, we're leaving in June and you're in if you want to come. So that's how that happened. That is awesome. I love that. That's Holy great. Crap. Like that- serendipitous. Well, it shows that, you got, that this vibe stuff that a lot of people may think is like hokey or whatever, that they don't, just don't understand that you guys were literally on the vibe and you felt it and they were in California already like sending it out to you guys. I love this, man. That's uh, it, bro. I really, I really appreciate you guys coming on. This is going to be a, uh, one of the best um, races recaps I can already tell because you guys are really open and honest and it's not just giving cliche type answers. So. And I do think that your story uh, was super important there because it points out one thing that the people at home forget, especially the people online, is that who you're seeing on TV isn't the entire picture of a person. Like, yeah. I did that they're getting snippets and clips and like, you said these things and I did it. But everyone that's on the show has so much more depth to them as a person than you're getting on the TV. So it's always yes. something to re- to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. 
Um, there's going to be so many questions that people already have once I told them that you were on. We'll get to those. Uh, let's run through the recap, and we'll get to the uh, the rest of the interview so people stick around to the end so they can hear how Colin transformed from my ox is broken, <laughs> I, I, forget it, take me to jail, I'm not paying you, uh, like – all right, it's just love. Let's everybody just love. Feel the love in the air. Like, oh, we thought you were going to lose it in the finale. Oh, we'll get to that. Here we go. Let's get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we start off in Netherlands, and everybody finds out they're heading to London. going to pretty much be on the same flight. And this is what I look at. Uh, <laughs> I looked at the Twitterverse, and I'm like, Leg 11 in England. They're setting it up for the Afghanimals to get eliminated for the third time in the fourth leg. Uh, or give them redemption. It's happened a lot this season, so I know they put some thought behind this. Uh, England, Afghanimals. You know they're sweating bullets. Like, they're sweating bullets. Like, I, if I ever went bad, I would hate India. Like, the moment I ripped the flu and it's like you're going to India, I'd be like, shoot me now. I cannot take this. So you know yeah. they were dreading it. Yeah, yep. for sure. And then we, it starts with Colin and Christy. They, they heading on off, and they wait for Tyler. Tyler and Corey, when did this relationship with you and Tyler actually, uh, you, Tyler and Corey, like, when did that start? From day one, literally. Like, when we walked in, so they brought us into the room, and you're not allowed to talk to any of the racers, and which was great. We actually appreciated that because you walk in, and I think when people start talking, you get into language. That's when you sort of get into your left brain, but in your right brain is when you can start to really um, – read a lot more of the energy uh, about someone and what's really going on. So being in a state where you can't really talk to anyone and you can only meet them at, at their eyes, right. At that level, there was like instant connection with Tyler and Corey. It was, and I didn't know who Tyler was or Corey. We knew nothing at all. Wow, I had not their watched their season, none of it, but there was just, it was in the eyes and it was like, wow, this is, like a soul tribe like it was a connection at a deeper level yeah, you could tell they were just super high vibing yeah. yeah and um and so for a week when we're doing all of the press and getting ready to leave for the race all you're doing is meeting eye contact with different people but there was just a um a connection that we could feel with them so the moment we could start talking um it wasn't any kind of strategy it wasn't anything like that it was just bonding at a at a friendship soul level I love this. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, I want to do like a couples retreat with the two of you and us. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Yeah, we're <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, I need. I need. That's called manifestation, right there. You just you just painted the picture. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be great. All right, so we get there, and the opposite of what you guys are talking about, as Victor walks past the Afghanimals, he doesn't even want to look at them. Uh, he feels the, the negative vibes, like bounce. It's like a repel coming off them. Afghanimals. What did you guys think of the Afghanimals? I, I don't. I, I don't. I know you guys probably them. talking They're any awesome. negative about anything. But. Quite honestly, like you know, the fun part about once you kind of get perspective is you realize like every single person like we're all cut from the same cloth we're all the same we're all the same like it, it's kind of trippy but it's like i am you trying out what it's like to be you and you are me trying out what it's like to be me you know it's like once you re really start seeing that it's like you can see the beauty in everybody's journey and quite frankly leo and jamal are also like pretty high vibing dudes for the for the vast majority of the time for the for the most part but at a three-dimensional level which is more fun to talk about on a show like this um, 
we knew. I mean, look, the Afghanimals are sneaky. They're sneaky players, yeah. you know? They have and fun with it. Yeah, exactly. They're having fun yeah, with they're it. They're not trying so to hide it. They're not trying to hide it. So yeah. as long as you know that, like at a human to human level, these are good guys. Yeah. But when it comes to the race and knowing like they're going to take every opportunity they can to U-turn or get the cushion or tell you one thing and mean another. You just have to know that that's the way they're playing the game. And if you realize that, then you're good with it. There's no resentment. It's like, it is what it is. Like the game of life. You're allowed to play it the way you want to play it. I need some of that. That's what I like. <laughs> somebody said, how do I get on this vibe frequency? Like, how does one learn to get this way? I'm like, that's why I'm setting up couples therapy right now because <laughs> We need this. I've been through a lot of different types of therapy and none of them really have seemed to work. The closest thing that's ever like brought me to a different place was meditation. And that was, there you go. And I've never followed through with it. I've done it in short spurts and I've loved it. And I don't understand why I don't continue to do it, but it's, you know what, man, that's so funny. You say that I was literally just telling Christy earlier. It was today or yesterday. Like when I start falling off my meditation practice, which I find myself doing, my, my pattern is like, do all the things that really support my vibes and support my well-being and everything starts firing right and i'm like getting sleep and i'm not you know i'm eating healthy i'm meditating i'm i'm working out and then everything is just starts popping off at work everything starts popping off in life everything's lining up and then i'm like i start deep diving into those other things i'm like oh i got this i got there i'm good and then oh i don't need to meditate today oh two days in a row oh five days in a row and then all of a sudden i find myself you know, yelling at the person in front of me in traffic or, or yelling at them in my head, you know, going, huh, where'd that come from? Oh yeah. I haven't meditated in five days. And it's like, it, it, it's the, the, le the less you meditate, the harder it is to getting back into it. And the more you meditate, the easier it is to stay in it, but you got to stay in that, in that cycle. And, and for me, I had to always remind myself not to give myself too much credit. It really is about doing the things that support you. Mm -hmm. hmm. I could listen to y'all talk for hours. I'm being legit too. Like I could just sit there and listen to the two of y'all talk for hours. Yeah, <laughs> we, we could do the same. We love listening. <laughs> we, we do sit around and listen to you guys talk for hours. I always hated that it was like I had to wait till Sunday to get your recap. I was like, oh, all the other ones is Sunday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kept it here because this is uh, unfortunately our season was on Sundays. Uh, yeah, it was on Fridays. No, our season was on Fridays. We didn't get. We got the worst day. Super so, jeez, I forget a lot of things, okay? <laughs> That's why you're here. You're the attention to detail. I look at big right. picture, you zoom in and get the little details. That's why we're a team, baby. All right, right. so the Afghanimals go right to the taxi stand where – the, that's the only place you could actually get a taxi in London. Super surprised that the rest of the teams did not do their research and find this out before landing. Uh, well, the Afghanimals didn't either. They, oh, yeah, they, no, no, no. If, you, if you paid attention, the cab someone, And they told us very clearly, you cannot get a taxi outside. You must go to the taxi stand. Yeah. And then we just followed everyone outside. Someone else, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we someone else said that no, you don't have to do that. So oh, we were yeah, getting these conflicting reports, yeah. and mm -hmm. so the original information that we got was that yeah. you did have to go to the taxi stand, oh. and, and it was in a kind of a sneaky place. You know how you have kind of like double um, uh, automatic doors, and it's kind of to keep the AC in or whatever. Yeah. And so the taxi stand was right between the two sets of doors, kind of hidden in there. So if you just walk out of the first sliding door and walk right through the next sliding door. You just walked past the taxi stand. So we kind of thought that this taxi stand was outside, like all the way outside. So it was a little hidden, but we should have known better. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's called being in a big rush and, and starting to get super attached yeah. to, to winning. Yeah, getting that lizard brain. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So the Afghanimals get a lead and they they uh, they get the taxi. Everybody else seems like to have to go back inside and call the taxis or uh, ask the taxi stand to help them out. So the Afghanimals are off to a big lead. Did anybody else notice that the Afghanimals had a Tesla taxi? Yes, no. I did. And I, thought, and I thought for sure they didn't book that at the taxi stand. Like, how are they hopping in the Tesla right now? Like, they didn't have to do this. And then we watched the show. I was like, oh, yeah, they did it right. They booked it in the stand. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what kind of taxi drivers do they got in England? They got Teslas. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Balling. I wouldn't be driving a Tesla, whatever. All right. So uh, it started off, uh, everybody's running around, getting things done, and then. One of the most, the best things about the Amazing Race, especially near the end, is uh, Bertram and Elise love to show the beauty of all these countries. And there's no better way to see a beauty of a country than taking a helicopter ride mm-hmm. right along the water, the White Cliffs, Dover Castle. I mean, this a helicopter ride on the Amazing Race, everybody, I think they do it every season and they do it for a reason. This is something that we all look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, just travel porn. not get a helicopter ride. Oh. <laughs> well, you didn't, Jen? We didn't get a helicopter ride. Oh. I'm so sad. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> we didn't on season five, I don't think. And we got two on this season. They were, and you guys they were the both gorgeous. Transportation situations, I feel like. in Yeah, I really did. There was oh, a lot of cool, like going to pit stops and like yeah. going from place to place. Yeah, zip lining into a pit stop. Yes. And the train yeah. ride in Switzerland was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Cool ones. trains, boats, planes, helicopters. You guys literally <laughs> traveled everywhere. You could bicycles. And it was just like enjoy this helicopter ride and look at the yeah. beautiful view. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. you had to step anything, or you could just right. really enjoy it. That that moment, which is such a rare moment on yeah. the race, right? Yes, in the middle of racing. So you really appreciate that when you get it. Yeah. yeah, most of the time you're like, okay, what am I looking for? Yeah. Is there like this, a flat where? Something's happening. We're in yeah. this helicopter for a reason. Look around. Look around. <laughs> <laughs> so paranoid. What All right. Pilot's name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we get to the roadblock. Who can't keep a secret? Uh, seemed to be pretty straightforward about <laughs> everybody who wanted to pick which uh, which detour or which roadblock to do. Uh, basically had to crack a code and use and type it out on the typewriter. You listen to a speech, got some keywords, use those keywords to solve the puzzle. Unfortunately, it wasn't uh, your best moment on the race, Kristen, but it also, it. It also, it. <laughs> let me also showed a lot of your character and, and uh, your resilience, uh, a word that you used earlier about uh, pushing through and, 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 you know, finishing off what you yeah. started. Because a lot of times you could just be like, that's it, we're done, and, yeah. and kind of mope along the whole rest of the race and just lose it there. And even, like, the support column that you had on the outside, like, not knowing kind of what's going on, but sending her, like, the positive vibes and kind of, like, oozing that confidence that she can do it, even though you don't know what's happening and you For can't sure. help her. Also, when – sorry, we're kind of skipping ahead because there were other people that finished this task before Christy. But when Christy came back from finishing – Colin's reception of her, I was blown away because when you're waiting for your partner in a roadblock, like you're sitting there thinking about like where we need to go next. And when that partner comes back to like, just take time to celebrate them and like praise them for what they just got through and not spend a second, like frantically, like 
we need to go. Like, let's yeah. get in that hookup. You know what I mean? I was impressed. Oh, thank you for that. It's literally the opposite yeah. of how the Afghanimals <laughs> handled every task. When one person was being terrible, the other one was outside letting him know he was terrible through the vibes. Like, you're terrible. I should have done it. You're terrible. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but, but, Leo know, killed like that, though. Yeah. Go ahead, Christy. I, I feel like um, it was meant to be. Uh, you know, looking back on it, uh, so obviously we it was my turn to do the roadblock. And when I found out it was decoding, you know, not, I'm more of a right brain, not a left brain. So I was already in my head about it. And all of these sort of deep seated fears of we're going to lose the race and it's going to be all on my shoulders. It's going to be my fault. Um, And it was just interesting that it's the story arc two in season five. You didn't have that certain amount of roadblocks that you had to do. So Colin not, you know, not for me being incapable, but Colin being so capable at so many different things, we just strategically said he would do most of the roadblocks. So coming back, we, even if it wasn't part of the rules, we would have split the roadblocks. That was a big part of the transmission of us Mm -hmm. wanting to come back was really to show that masculine feminine balance in our relationship. That was a big part of it. Um, And so this was for me to do, but as I'm walking there and you, it's actually quite a ways from where Colin was to where the castle and the, and the actual um, roadblock was. And so I have time to think about and get a little in my head about it. And I really feel like if I had been there by myself, like Leo was, and I just decided to do it on my own and know that this is for me to do and I can take care of it. I probably would have gotten through it pretty quickly because once I did throw away, when I finally got it, it was because I threw away everything and I started from scratch and that's when it automatically clicked. So I I think going in and already being in my head and working with Corey, we, you know, we were teams that were working together. I think that really kind of hurt me more than helped me. And um, also kind of were leaning on him a little bit, you know, and kind of hoping you yeah. Know, like, hey, just help me out. Give me the answer versus like just doing it on your own. Yeah. You'd have been just fine. having the confidence of knowing yeah. that this is something that I can do. Yeah. What am just, I? Why am I questioning that? Just I Christy, two two things. First off, I want to say that I don't know if you saw the pre-task like assessment before the season started. I said the biggest concern I had for y'all was the fact that Colin did most of the roadblocks in your first season, and I was worried about how you would handle this in the season. I want to say you blew it out the water. So like you proved me and everyone else wrong. Blew it out the water. Uh, second, I, I have a question. She really is. Like, I, I have such a crush on y'all as a couple. You don't even know. Um, <laughs> but my question is when the perception that I got on TV when I was watching this is that when Corey and you were helping each other out, Corey was kind of leading the, like, lead, taking the lead on it, and you were kind of just trying to help and follow and fill in some gaps. But then he got it and kind of just said, oh, this is how you do it, and left. So you were kind of stuck in the water where you were. Is that how it really felt in real life, or is that just the edit from TV? Um, I think most of what you said is correct. I We both got the words from the speech. That was easy. And I think, actually, I am the one who figured out the original, like the second part of the coding. So okay. I did help him with that. And then he figured out sort of the third part. Um, but I do think there was that, that part of me that was kind of um, – relying on us working together as opposed to just having the full confidence that I could do this on my own. 
something that isn't shown in, um, and we talk about this on their podcast, Coco Caliente with Nick and Vic, is that when Corey actually left um, one time to go get it checked and he, he, it was incorrect, he had to come back. And while he was away, um, I did help Nick uh, or Vic, who was way off on like what he was doing. Oh, wow. And, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, he, it, he, he was just down some other rabbit hole that I, and for us, we always, we kind of went into the race with a more collaborative over, um, comp, a more collaborative mindset than competition, meaning that my helping Vic, which I knew he very much wanted it in that, in that space. And I mean, he asked for it. We worked together. It's just not, it's, I guess, I don't know why it wasn't part of the storyline. I guess the storyline was that the three race teams were sort of trying to, you know, not prevent Nick and Vic from coming into the, which was just, that was fabricated. Not true. Uh, at least not on our part, but um, I don't, so maybe with the other teams, but not, that was not part of um, our thing. No, we thought they were awesome. They yeah. Were I would have been just fine with them being in the top three. In fact, I thought it would have been interesting because it would have been a non-race team in the top three. But um, anyway, so I help him and he figures it out and gets it, you know, Corey comes back, he got it incorrect. And then Nick, uh, Vic figures out and he's like, see ya. Brutal. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that for for us again, that cooperative mindset is that you get what you give. So my agenda is not to help him in order for him to help me back. It was more like I know that being in a more, it's like being a cooperative component. Things are coming together in like the sense of getting the right taxi cab or the challenges are the perfect challenge or they're just hard enough that it's going to take other teams two hours for, you know, where we can come in and kind of do that challenge because we're more prepared for it or our skill set is more in line with that. You would notice and see that happening when you're working at that more energetic, that kind of higher level of the race, that what you're, as long as you're staying in that, again, unconditional love or that cooperative space, that cooperative components would come out and they would they just seem to work out so um i you know my thoughts on the overall thing is that it was meant to be i was meant to do that roadblock i was meant to be challenged by it so that i could kind of like for my own life experience go through that and realize oh wow i can do this on my own i meant to do this on my own and so that colin would have that opportunity to really hold space for me in a way like even at in our relationship which has grown a lot like that was another level for our relationship because I also did not know how he was gonna be when I came back (laughs) after an hour and a half is how far behind we were oh wow and I had no idea so for him to be able to do that for us to have that moment in the helicopter ride that was um, that was something special for us that we were able to do, and then we were able to have this really badass come from behind, which was really <laughs> amazing. And I absolutely believe that doing that is what helped us win in the final leg, like going through that together and yeah. holding space for each other in that way. So I that, feel like it just all happened exactly as it was supposed to happen. That's incredible mindset. So. <laughs> Leo and Victor on screen looked like crushed this task and the two people that were working together seemed to struggle. And I think it was for the reason that, that you guys said, kind of leaning on each other rather than just doing it and then say helping each other. And Corey was a little sneaky. I, he helped you, but instead of giving you the, the, the cipher to figure it out, he could have just told you the words and, 
and just had you and you yeah, could have sure. sure. and to his credit or to his his point that he kind of makes in the show yeah. is like look it's the top three or it's the top four it's the leg deciding the top three and at and, this and point we're the, the last two there we're the last yeah. two teams yeah. i must say yeah so and I, it, he knows that colin and i are strong if he just gives that to me the likelihood yeah, and it's like it's almost like a it's almost like a you know an unsaid understanding I think between their team and our team. You know, it's like, it's like Christy was asking me the other day when we were watching the race how Tyler and I get into the elevator at the same time on the next leg, and she was like, "How was that?" And I was like, "It was cool. It was just almost like, you know, you're a fellow competitor. You're in the middle of the race, and it's like we're now at the stage where we're not going to be just like working together every bit of the time. But it was like totally cool and." You know, like we're not we're not helping each other's teams with the drum sets or, you know, by the time we got into that stage, it's like, OK, you know, this is this is what we help each other get to here. But now let's go run our own races. So that's yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no fault to Corey in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can't even know how in love we are with those guys. <laughs> like, seriously, they yeah. are just incredible. Well, people. I talk to Corey a lot and I promise you I know because he talks about y'all. All the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we love them. Yeah. Jen? Oh, I was just going to say, it's so reminiscent of our Hong Kong leg, which was the our uh, yeah. leg before the final with me and Christy, mm -hmm. where we kind of fell behind and were struggling. And we were really close with the IndyCar guys, um, Alex and Connor. And when we got to that suitcase task, like, yes. we withheld information. And it, like, felt not right but it also was so the right thing because yep. we knew at that point like it's us or them and we know what we came here to do and we got to make that decision but i think you guys I, I commend you for your perspective on it because it's not always easy and there is you know this line between you make genuine bonds with people mm -hmm. um, and friendships on the race but you're also competing so yeah, that challenge, by the way, seemed incredibly difficult. I was like, either they're making this look harder on TV than it really is, but that, <laughs> like, how in the hell were you supposed to see some weird neon sign? I mean, I've been on that street many times, and it's there's so crazy. many neon signs. <laughs> it's like, how on earth were you guys figuring that out? I was like, I hope we don't get something that hard on ours. <laughs> we were just going through random numbers in the um, in the taxi on the way there, and we got into the upper 200s and our number in the end was 315 and had we just wow. kept going with the random numbers in the taxi we would have opened it without ever needing to step foot oh, in the streets <laughs> so, it was the same number on both sides of the, of the lock or was it a single yes lock? it was the same and christy and i wow. actually had a back and forth about that because she's like well this is how these these locks work and i'm like but it's the amazing race <laughs> like yeah. Can we just make that assumption? Like, what if it's not? So, yes, yeah. it was the same. Yeah, but I wasn't crazy. sure if it was a six-digit or a three-digit mm -hmm. thing. So, it's crazy. Uh, so, anyway, enough about that. Yeah, Christy falls <laughs> behind by 90 minutes and uh, in, in the helicopter, finally breaks down, lets the tears out. And this is when Zen Colin comes in and just zens her back into the right mindset, moves forward, headed to the pier, and then to the Piccadilly Circus, but you do it via speedboat. Another awesome way to travel down the river. Yes. Down the river yeah. Thames, not the river Thames. That, Thank, that you. Thank you for that, Justin. <laughs> I love the river Thames. Really? Can yeah. you say it right? 
<laughs> it's detour. I like this guy. Uh, detour, no or row. Uh, for no, you have to memorize a taxi route, 15 streets, seven points of interest. And I have a total a new respect for taxi drivers in London as they have to learn the whole city and all of its landmarks before they can actually get a taxi license. It's uh, Now I know why they hated Uber. When Uber got uh, put on in London, they were like, these guys don't have to know anything. <laughs> so I appreciate them a whole lot more. And then uh, this is when Diana got super excited uh, for the rowing, you had to row a two-seat Olympic rowboat 200 meters in a minute. Every team chose to do that, which I think was the smarter one because you could you find yourself in a tough task that you could just power through. You could make up a lot of time, which was the mindset that Colin and Christy had um, uh, as they fell behind. And uh, it seemed to pay off for them. Everybody seemed to struggle with the rowboats. Um yeah. For those of you who don't know, I want to brag on my wife. She uh, she was a champion. I used to row eight rower. in high school. And wow. yeah. Yeah. the eight was a single oar, but uh, there was a summer that a couple of us, you know, rode those doubles that you had. And I mean, even we flipped being experienced rowers because wow. I mean it's not yeah. like a typical wide boat. I mean, that is about yeah. just as wide as your body is. The most important thing above all is balance. And you guys had a great strategy where, Christy, you ended up just keeping the boat balanced and Colin, you beasted it through. Uh, but, I mean, I know that that's, that is not an easy boat to row. Yeah. That was no my husband. My husband rowed for Ohio State and literally said the exact same thing. He's yep. like, no one learns to row a boat in a boat. <laughs> Don't do that. You learn so. to row. Like, if you row those doubles, you row it in what we would call, like, a bitch. Like, a boat that's you know, twice as wide as you are that really cannot tip over. But I mean, those boats, those are skinny and those are really difficult. So I give you all the props in the world. It's difficult. Yeah. It was much harder than I, than I was. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, rowing. Cool. I've seen so many videos of people rowing. It looks so elegant and graceful. Right. I'll just pretend like I'm in that video and I'll be like, James fire. Come on. Let's well, go. in the yeah. balance, correct me if I'm wrong, again, just stealing information from my husband, but he's saying like, it's actually easier to keep balance like a bicycle once you're moving. Yes. So everybody who's like totally. still and trying to like figure it out, like that's totally. where you're most vulnerable. And, and there's so yeah, many, we, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Christy. No, go for it. I was going to say, there's so many components to rowing a boat like that. It's, um, you know, like, cause you have to feather your oars, uh, you know, move and make sure that your oars are flat against the water or else you call what we would call, I don't know if it's like a universal term, but you'd catch a crab where your oar would go into the water the wrong way and it would yes. like swing back and get you so yep. i said to justin i mean it's really really difficult to i mean just to row even 200 meters yeah we we figured out that it was easier to balance when you were moving so we would actually start before we even hit the Mark. where they started doing the countdown we were already in and had a momentum going mm -hmm. so that's Mark. what allowed us to have you know propel into the starting line so to mm. give us a fighting chance yeah, to actually make it to the finish line, which um, as the day went on, the wind picked up like even the Olympian, the girl total badass that was helping us. Of course, you can't really help us. So in true Amazing Race fashion, they just like hand you a boat and it's like, figure it out. <laughs> you know, that's how you're doing it, which is why no one could figure it out. And Colin kind of had a strategy where he was trying he was asking certain questions to figure out if one person could have the ability to row by themselves and make it within the minute. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of get an idea of like how long it would take her if she were to do it. And I think you got the sense that it would take her about half the time. Yeah, you know, you're, you're always trying to like milk these guides for info. You know, you, productions told them not to help you or whatever. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, oh, she could easily do this in probably half the time. <laughs> I mean, kind of like, look at her nice. response, you know? And nice. She's like, she's like, well, not half. But I'm like, okay, cool. Probably like 35 seconds. So maybe I can do it in 60 by myself. Yeah. And that's... That's that's what I was trying to work out. Like in high school, I was like, what kind of pace would we have kept if I had to row 200 meters in one minute? Well, we would do that in like 45 seconds to 30 seconds. Well, not 30, if an Olympian does it in half, but it was probably about 45 seconds that yeah. in high school that we would maintain that pace. And But we'd row like 2,000 meters in a race. Yeah. I will say and, about this detour too, because mom and myself are not the physical team. We're never going to be the physical team that's going to be competing against like the Colin and Christy or the Jen and Christy. Like we're the mental team. I loved how balanced this detour was. So it was like a super tough mental yes. challenge, but it was a super tough physical challenge. Yes. Yeah. I yes. had that in my notes. I think this was the most balanced task of the whole season. And it was one of the most fun to watch. Cause it wasn't, it was, I think, that these two were the hardest task detours of the whole season. And I wish that for a, for a season like this, they were all this hard. It should yes. be. Yes. yes. Agreed. Uh, yes. I, I would have liked them to be that difficult every single time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tyler and Corey, Nick and Vic both flipped the boat multiple times. Then Colin and Christy show up after 90 minutes. Our first leg, uh, we did the same thing. We, we went to the deep, we went to a, a fast forward, I was in the cab crying on the way back, thought it was all over. We show up, and there's a couple teams there, and then this adrenaline rush comes right through your body, and you feel like you could do anything. I think that almost gave you guys an advantage when you got there because you had this adrenaline rush, and everybody else was just in this down struggle mode. Is that kind of how you guys felt when you showed up? A hundred percent. Nail on the head there. You know, it was like it, that gave us so much, you know, so much of a boost of energy to know, like, holy crap, like, there's two teams here and they're like struggling with this. Like, yeah, I'm sure this is going to take us a bit, but like the, the, the boost of energy that we got knowing like we are technically back in this race because we're here with two other teams. Yeah. And you could tell by watching them, they were not anywhere close. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how long they'd been there, but they were not anywhere close to actually getting it. So, you know, Tyler and Corey leaving right away when they saw us get there was a very smart move that that is pro racer we got to know when to cut losses and move to the next one and also they know that Corey's really good at those memory kind of challenges so that was a really good move on their part I was just about to talk about this because I think Afghanimals got in the boat rocked immediately switched if you're going to switch that's the time to do it and then I was just about to ask Tyler and Corey switched after a couple tries like three tries is it right to switch after that or are you getting the hang of it and you should just continue? If to do you it? saw how hard it, they don't, they don't show it. Like those teams, like they're just, were nowhere even close. Yeah. Like, you know, our first several tries as well, before we realized that we could like actually start getting some speed up before the starting line, which allowed us to take multiple runs at it. Cause so often we just would fail getting to the starting line and then we could just yeah. like not waste our time trying to do the course they were all starting at the at a stop at the yeah. starting line. I mean, these teams literally were probably making it 30 meters in a minute yeah. if they were lucky. Uh, like, that's huge. Like yeah. they're not even getting started, you know. And so I think by the time they had done that a few tries and they're looking at it going, we're not even getting like a quarter or a third of the way there. Like, let's get out of here. 
I think Justin, the thing too with this one is it's important to remember too, like you're not going to keep getting better and better with time, but at some point you're going to crown and get tired and just start. Yes. Yeah, and grow well, it. I mean, that's about like, that yeah. I mean, that's, it, that's a total body. It's not just legs. It's not just arms. That literally is your entire body, but that's super smart to get almost like a rolling start because I mean, really the starts, especially like if they say go, you're almost like getting flustered trying to get your oars in together that the rolling start was, um, I mean, really yeah. smart. How did really you good. even think to do that, that you knew that you could do that? I'm surprised well, they let you. <laughs> oh, you did? Right. Yeah, I asked the guy at the starting line, like, do we have to be stopped right here? Like, where do we, where can we start? And he goes, you can start wherever you want. It's just when you pass me, I start the timer. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I was like, and okay. you guys got it by one second. So uh, well, I think yeah. this yeah. – and the crazy thing was, is that that particular time, you'll if you if you'll you'll notice it if you watch it again. But that time, I fell off the seat halfway halfway through the course, so I was sitting in the bottom of the <laughs> what do they call it a skip or a a skid? Boat. Yeah, I mean, boat. yeah, I was sitting <laughs> in the bottom of the hole of this boat, and I was just like, well, we had a good first half, you know, where I like was able to use my wow. legs and everything, and so I just powered through with my arms. Oh, that's my crazy. God. Is the movable seat so you can yes. use your legs? Yeah. So you'll yes. see if you watch Crazy. it again. I'm just my upper body's just moving back and forth, <laughs> not on the seat. <laughs> we were all distracted. We were all distracted by the freaking muscles when he took the shirt off. <laughs> 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 Colin looked hot, capital hot, rowing that boat. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, hot. Thank you for that. <laughs> the one other note that I'll make for the Tyler and Corey decision is that when Corey left the roadblock. He was pretty confident Christy was going to be right behind. So if they went to the boat, they might have thought that Colin and Christy were doing the other detour. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. them seeing them there was like, oh, like we still have the opportunity to switch where they might have thought like we've been here too long and we shouldn't switch. So just throwing that out. Yeah. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. That makes sense. That's why we got such a diverse cast here because uh, we get all the different angles. People see things from different angles. I love that. And, and all- I just want to clear this up on the rowing. So I do not just hold the oars. And maybe you guys who know this, like I actually, and I had broken my wrist on that same snowboarding trip that we decided we wanted to go on the race. I'd broken my wrist. And, but actually what was happening is to steady the boat, I had to hold the oar so that the oar is like flat up against mm. the water. Okay. Yeah. That was no easy feat. Like to hold that, that's what actually kept us balanced. Yep. So I'm literally, I'm balancing us as Colin yeah. is doing the rowing. Yes. So that was with my broken wrist. And, and she's like trying that. not to like put the oars in the water too much because if she creates so much drag, as you know, then we're not going to hit so the top. Right. So it was, like, yeah. it was like skim the water, keep us balanced, but, yep. you know, which allows me to go, but don't, wow. don't catch a crab. Don't, don't dunk rotate it. the paddle and dunk it. You know, it was like, it, 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 wow. it was definitely a very much a two-person team effort yes. thing. And it's not just like you're sitting there holding the oars. Like you said, you really have to counterbalance every exactly. stroke that Colin takes that's not, you know, perfectly in the water. I mean, you're you're fighting the oars. It's not just like, oh, you're sitting there. That's, right. that's <laughs> absolutely not exactly. what it's like. 
exactly. Like that was a very physically yes. taxing challenge you guys, uh, for both of us. You literally yeah. balanced yeah. each other out on that task. They literally. <laughs> yeah. That was like a theme of the race this year. <laughs> and now on the other side, everybody's in this taxi, and I love the hats. I would have been the favorite part of this. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that hat on you. <laughs> did, uh, did anyone else notice that the landmarks and the routes were actually on a piece of paper that was right in front of the racers? Uh, and if, I didn't notice that. I think it was where? just a map. I think it was just a map on them. I don't think it had it marked. Uh, where? Like, okay. like right behind the dude. No, oh, so, no, no not, not behind the dude. So, okay, the, the guy... The cab driver, when he's when he's talking it out, his finger is down here, down to the left on the bottom. So where like the cigarette lighter would be, there's a white piece of paper he's reading off of, and he's telling right on so and so, and then he has his finger where he stops, left on so and so, and I'm looking at it like, oh my god, I learned so much better that way. So just look over and you can see it. That. he would have just read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. One person reading it, the other person listening. But I don't know how high it was, like, because there was kind of a partition. It looked like of glass, maybe, and then, like, a, a solid yeah, like If the racers could see it. Right, like, if it was yeah. Maybe that's why Jamal that. was sleeping. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just about to get to that. Like, what the heck is going on? This is the this is the leg they get eliminated on, and the last, and he's sleeping. He's like, look, Leo, you look at that piece of paper. I'm going to take a quick ninja nap here. Like, they did up split it here. up, so maybe he just needed to go into his bubble and repeat uh, his that's, that's stuff over and over thinking. again. That, that's what I was thinking was happening. Yeah, I think he was sleeping in the times they weren't actually going over it. And you or know how... closing his eyes and going over his... Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you know how they like to do. <laughs> you know how they it like to so do. It was so funny. The Afghanimals get it on their fifth try. This seems like something that it was nobody's going to get on their first try. And depending on how, how fast of a learner and the type of learner you are, maybe you could get a little advantage, which was Tyler and Corey, which got it on their third try. And Tyler gave all the credit to Corey, and knowing Corey as we do, this is one of his strengths and something that he would have looked forward to. Also, James Earl. Oh, would have I would have loved this challenge. In a heartbeat, the moment Mom and I read this, we would have gone and been done. And you looked cute in one of those hats, too. This, is, this, this was a challenge meant for me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's definitely a, a challenge where people's skills can make a difference, and it's not just like, oh, learning curve. Everybody's going to get it right around the same time. So it made a big difference. Nick and Vic got it on their fourth try, which uh, was pretty well. And then you had to head to the camp. Is that true? They, did they get it on their fourth try? Yeah, I, I, heard, so. I heard someone say the other day that um, Jamal and Leo did it their fifth, and Nick and Vic and Tyler and Corey both did it their third. But I, I thought only Tyler and Corey did it on their third. Well, on the screen, so I only know what they showed on the screen. And on the screen, it was like they said fourth try. Some other podcast was saying that they both did a no. third, third try. And fourth I thought try. only Corey and Tyler did that. Yeah, yeah but they're not the racist recaps. So they don't really do as much research. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Colin and Christy get it on their sixth try, 59 seconds, and uh, an actual. Super impressed with that. Uh, and then they head to the Camden Market to the pit stop. But wait, we got to go on a scavenger hunt I like first. This. I hated this. I like. I loved it. But I promise you, like, I was, <laughs> I was gutted. I was gutted for the racers when they showed up. And you think you're there. Like, people at home don't understand. Like, when you get to the mat and you know there's a team behind you and, like, you're just so relieved. Like, you have that sigh of relief when the two feet hit the mat and you're done. For Phil to pull out another clue, like I was gutted at home, so I could not even imagine. So brutal. When you get to the mat, you can like turn off 
and then just to realize like no worse kind of still going did you think it was a keep on racing leg no. no, when we got there, we could see that Leo and Jamal were putting together something gotcha. from the market and Corey and Tyler about halfway through. So we kind of had an idea right away. But luckily, we were there. Um, I mean, well, we didn't know where Nick and Vic were. Yeah. But we were, yeah, so I mean. We were there probably a half hour before yeah. they got there or something. Wow. I was going to ask you how long before they actually showed up. because they Yeah, because you see off. that we're, we're wrapping up. We, we have, like, just the boots left to get, I think, yeah. when they're, like, bringing their – trunk and maybe a corset like their first load of stuff over and, and you got to find like eight things it took a little while to find everything mm -hmm. yep so all the racers have to run around stealing things from stores uh <laughs> exactly <It's a> shop <laughs> so <store>. funny <laughs> everyone seemed to love the cyber dog which had the cool lights and the music everybody went in there and just immediately started dancing colin I made a comment about your dancing in the, in the other episode. Uh, I was a dancer back in the day, and you have some unique moves I've never seen. Where did these moves come from? Is it just let your body move, or are these moves that you're known for? Yeah, you know, um, I have my most unique moves when I'm deep in psychedelics, and I let the music play my body. But, Take uh, those on the retreats. That's probably just residual. That's probably just residual stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. But it's, it's, static. it's more static dance, like yeah. let it move through the, the body. Yeah, it's yeah, more like awesome. an eight-year-old just bouncing off the walls left in me. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though. It's, you seem, literally every leg, you seem to be having fun, whether it's like yeah, rolling, really out of rolling out of the helicopter army style, <laughs> hurtling over stuff. Like, you guys just seem to be having fun, and I'm so glad that it turned out the way it did because it shows you can run the race differently than a lot of Man. Other yeah, that, that, that roll out of the helicopter, I had no idea he did that until I saw that on TV. So that was like, Wasn't it awesome? That made Tyler like... and Corey. I had no idea. I was so like literally good. watching it and learning about it, which is, kind of, which is fun. It was like being surprised and delighted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Tyler and Corey seemed to help Colin and Christy and let them know where a couple things were, uh, uh, keeping that uh, friendship and helping each other and also trying to keep Nick and Vic out. Um, also, Colin, I love that you spoke up. Like, just you're asking for the favor. Like, hey, I, you, I told you, you told me, like, I'm not going to beat you at this point. Let me know so I can stay in this. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. We, you know, and they show so little of it throughout the the, the race, but we we help them a lot throughout yeah. the race. Well, we we'll, help each other we, a lot. We both work. Yeah, we both work. It just so wasn't like, part of the story. So I had no problem on. being like, throw me a bone, bro. Where are, the, <laughs> where are those boots? We can't find. Them. <laughs> And now that you told me, I'll walk in the store and then I'll leave the store without the boots. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe He's like, this can't be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were in there, it seemed like a long time looking for those boots. And I was like, Maybe there's another store with so loud dancers. There's another disco with loud music and naked dancers on the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Afghanimals finish their redemption and get a first place. They didn't say that there was a prize. I don't know. Did they get a prize? Do you guys know if there was a prize? Oh, yeah. mm. No, I don't think there was a prize in that leg. No. Let's say, wouldn't it have been really awesome if we got to drive, go to America in first class? That would have been amazing. Been I was amazing. shocked. That's the first time in a long time. Yeah, I know. We didn't. No. I would say 28, 29, and 30 all went in first class in the final leg. Yeah, so wouldn't that have been That would have been really nice. And especially for the first place team. And for Leo and Jamal, I'm don't think they got a prize for that. Oh. They, the prize they got was redemption. We got to 
day in the ring. They yeah. get past something. That get that price tag yeah. on redemption. And then yeah. uh, Tyler and Corey finish in second. Corey gets emotional, and I love when teams get emotional, not just because I cried like a baby a bunch of times and like to see other people do it to make me feel better, but uh, I like to see people who really care about being on the race and really care. Like you can yep. see the passion. Just You get there, and it just – just let it out and release it. And I love watching them uh, do that. Also, Christy gets there and uh, she's emotional as well. Uh, Nick and Vic finish up. Uh, Nicole cries a little bit. Uh, that, that has to be gut wrenching because, like, they didn't, you can see they didn't even finish the task because they knew, like, they were out. That has to be gut wrenching to show up and see most of the teams finished. You know, you're going to be in last place unless some miracle happens, but, like, you know, it's not going to happen in that situation. That's rough. Yeah. And that's going to end that episode. We got a couple things we need to do. James Earl, who's getting your seal clap for this episode? My seal clap is actually going to Colin for how he responded to Christy in that roadblock. It was just perfection and everything. It made me so happy. And it was just like, it was everything. Everything that I wanted. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Jen, extreme. Who's getting it? I'm giving the extreme move to Tyler and Corey for switching detours when Colin and Christy got there. Cause I think that took some guts and I don't think that Nick and Vic would have switched if they didn't switch. So I think it was a, a good move for them. Yep. I, don't, I don't have anybody in check. I feel like everyone kind of were, they were good partners. Really? Because you're like on the show. You're here. I know. The first time she's here and hanging out with us, she's not putting I have one for the finale. Okay. I definitely have one for the next one. Yeah, I know that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my super fan move was, uh, and it's not just because you guys are here, but uh, it's pretty much the same as the seal clap. Like, to be able to take your partner from a, a super, super low and turn that around because you know this is just the beginning of the leg. And I'm going to definitely give it to uh, Colin for the Zen moment, just putting it in there. Christy for powering through and, and, and getting through and believing enough in your partner that you just allowed it to happen. You allowed him to Zen you and you didn't fight it. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Let's head to Detroit where the Afghanimals are the kings of the race. I know. Uh, they <laughs> good for them. Confidence is key. Um, their average is not so much. <laughs> I, I tweeted about it. Diana kind of yells at me for stuff like this. But, I mean, if you win six legs in, out of 34, you, you're not the kings. You just happen to be invited back a lot. <laughs> I mean, we were on one season, and we won more legs than you in three seasons. How are you the kings of the American <laughs> race? Like, stop it. Like, you were just the most fortunate to be invited back. Get out of here. <laughs> Diana's not going to say anything because she hates when I do this stuff. <laughs> this might be something that you guys need to help me with. <laughs> we can work on this. Don't worry. Thanks. Yeah, so, so, because it's authentic, you know? It's <laughs> That's how you feel. So instead of saying, are the Afghanimals the kings of the race, let's just go around. Who would you say are the kings of the amazing race? Uh, 
I unfortunately, and I'm not a big fan of this team because of a lot of their beliefs. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are the kings of the race because they are the most popular team, and everybody, even though they ran three times, still wants them to come back. And even though they ran in jeans, they still want a bunch of legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, if anything, I would say that they're more kings of the race. But no. who would you say are the kings of the amazing race? Oh, I don't come back to me. No? James Earl? I mean, I, I like kings and queens of the races. Yeah, I was just going to say. I think we have the kings and the queens <laughs> right here. <laughs> there's, there's a lot that comes Yeah, we don't mind. have to answer this. I, just I don't like this question. Several okay, questions. we'll skip it. We'll move ahead. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Well, I was going to say question? Bertram and Elise. Bertram and Elise. Yes. The king and queen. Great yes. answer. Yeah, yeah they go. are the king and queen. And if we're going to. Pre- or if it's the kings, it's Matt and Pat. For those of you who don't know, Matt and Pat are two of the executive producers uh, who pretty much ask you the questions at the end of the race. They're the ones that kind of build that, uh, help build the storyline by getting the the questions out of you and getting the answers that they want out of you. Both are super, super nice people, and uh, one of them might be on the um, Racist Recap the next two weeks. Awesome. All right, so let's get let's get to moving as we can all unanimously agree baby that, to get back to that the Afghanimals are not the kings of the amazing race. As Tyler and Corey are from Michigan, and will it help being from Michigan? The final leg in your home uh, city has not been very nice <laughs> to a lot of people, including the New Yorker. Uh, uh, so I could definitely relate to what's coming up for you with the taxi drama. Um, two out of the three teams have made the final three. Is that uh, an advantage? Yes. You think so? Having 100%. been in the final leg is, is an advantage, even though the Af- Afghanimals got to the fourth leg twice? The pressure I mean, of the final leg is unlike any other leg. Yep. Because it's the final. It doesn't matter what else you did the entire race. And a lot of teams have the mentality, we didn't personally, but like all you need to do is survive the other legs. And then when you get to the final leg, then you want to turn it on and try to win. So if you've been playing in that space, which in some ways Leo and Jamal this season kind of were, um, then yeah, I think all of a sudden you're trying to turn it on and you're under a lot more pressure than you've been in and things can come apart. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot easier to detach from winning on legs one, two, three, four, five, whatever, because we come in second, third, no big deal. But I would say the stakes definitely going into the top three and then that final leg, it's just a whole other level. I mean, as you can see when I lose it in the taxi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot more attached. I love Christy it losing it. Happened. Yeah. It <laughs> happened on one of the earlier legs because it's just not the same as being the, on the final leg. Yeah, and uh, having had possibly had the opportunity to be on the season because obviously we got asked to be on, but Diana was pregnant, so we couldn't. We see the final city is Detroit, a city, another city that I've lived in. Um, knew exactly where pretty much everything was that they talked about, including the spirit of Detroit, the Guardian building, the folding. I knew exactly where all of that stuff wow. was, Hart Plaza. I knew exactly where all that was because I went touristing uh, less than a year, uh, about a year ago, uh, two years ago. It was going around wow. doing all that. So I knew exactly what all that was. I was super excited to see it all play out. The roadblock. Who's good with numbers? Um, oh, is there any... Uh, all right, when you're picking who's going to do this, was there any inclination that it wasn't going to be like a math type of thing? Or did you have any inclination beforehand? Or was it just a... Well, 
I don't know that we did. We, we figured it would probably be somewhat complex in nature and it was super simple. It said, who's good with numbers. I mean, like I'm the numbers guy of our group. So it was just like, it was a very easy one to, to go. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm good with numbers, but also strategically, even why I did the roadblock in the leg before was because we wanted Colin to do the roadblock on the final leg. Like that was a decision made. Was, was Dallas your final city in season five? Yes. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're from Texas. We're from Austin. Right. It's not exactly the same, but yeah, we kind of had that same, that curse sort of happened to us. Too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just to put yeah. that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Detroit is not where, uh, where Tyler and Corey are from, but obviously you have right. to fly exactly. into there to get to their yeah. small town where yeah. they're at. All right, so the Guardian building, about 500 feet in the air. They had to do a little Australian-style rappelling and get four numbers, use those numbers to crack the combination into a safe. And um, Colin lied and said he was scared of heights. Like, there's no (laughs) way you're scared of heights. You're like, Mr. Extreme, how are you possibly scared? Yeah, I get very scared when I'm up high. I don't know. Maybe that's everybody, but, like, when I bungee jump or skydive or anything like that, like, there's definitely a – you know, like if I'm on top of a cliff, some people will like walk right up to the edge and look off. Like I, I stay away from the edge for sure. Like I, <laughs> I definitely have a, uh, you know, I'll jump off of a 75 foot bridge under the water or something like that. But in terms of like heights where if you fall off, you're dead. Yeah. I definitely have a scared, uh, a fear of heights, which is what makes the, those types of things much more fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why you do it because it's like, it's a thrill. Yeah. So, do scary things. Yeah. We went to like the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland and here this one literally is walking to the edge and like sitting on the edge with his feet dangling and there's a video of a man so scared that he's on his belly inching towards <laughs> and I'm like that would be me. I'm like yelling at him like get away from the edge. My mom's yelling at me to yell at him. I just I, yeah, I, I tell her just like I tell her everything. It's like if do how often do I fall when I'm walking? Why do you think I'm going to fall because I'm walking close to something? No, it's true. And my brother always says, it's not a fear of height, it's a fear of falling. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it's a fear of falling when you're however. (laughs) 300 feet feet (laughs) above the sea. (laughs) Of course it's scared to fall. Uh, So everybody seems to uh, know exactly who's going to do this task because uh, it evens everybody out six and six, except Leo and Jamal. And it seemed like the wrong person was doing this task. And if they would have just done it back and forth. Was evenly, it the wrong person, though? I mean. Yes. If the results say yes. I, there's no way that's yeah, But you can't play the what it could have showed again. We don't know yeah. how Kamal would have done it if he would have done any better than Leo did. So. so. Couldn't have done much worse. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I would love to ask them what the mindset was for not keeping the even roadblocks. But uh, we'll get to that. Colin, how did you pass Tyler on the rappel? It seemed like it was pretty um, like they were just kind of controlling the pace rather than you, but he got yeah, I was gonna, first. I was going to say when you uh, when you said Australian style rappel, I was going to say Australian style be lowered down by someone else. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think um, he got started before I did, so he was probably thirty seconds ahead of me at the top, and then we basically got to the bottom at exactly the same time. I think so. I yeah. kind of caught him along the way, and I think like I was just telling my guy like, "Look, I'm good. You can lower me as fast as you want. Like, go." And so I think the more you're able to kind of stabilize yourself and look, you know, secure on the wall, maybe he was just inching me down a little bit faster. I mean, it took us several minutes to get down. So maybe I just got lucky. My guy was lowering me just a little slightly faster than Tyler's. But I was you, know, say, you did look like you had more control on the wall. 
like when you were walking down because at times and I, I, bless Tyler at times they were really it was just dangling in the air and they were just like dropping him yes yeah and, and I felt the same way like I was like man I wish we could control our own descent because the point is to like jump away from the wall lower yourself down yeah. kind of lock off come back to the wall you know that's how repelling works and so it was weird just being, you know, dangling from a rope. But, uh, but yes, I, I probably just kind of got lucky with getting lowered a little quicker. We also have the best fans uh, the, uh, on the races recap here. Maria said that Jamal said his father was a jeweler and he knew how to use the safe since he was a little kid. Oh, tough. Oh, man. Tough. All right. So the numbers. That hurts. So Jamal said he should have done this roadblock. He's out there complaining and whining. Um,. Leo gets to the safe first, hits the struggle bus. Uh, I, I, she's going to hate this, but the kings of the race should have known to read the clue. Um, again, read the clue. You're on the final task, and it keeps zooming in onto the part where it says spin, 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 and land on the first number. Spin, 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 land on the first number. And it seemed at one point when he was done with it, rather than spinning the big wheel, yeah. he was spinning the actual combination to try to open it. So he didn't seem like he knew anything about how to open a safe or uh, you can attest to this. Was it, I mean, you got it on your first try. It looked like, was that correct? Yeah. I, I think I spent a lot longer sitting there staring at the directions. Cause I, I figured this is not a fake safe. This is a giant bank vault. So chances are, it's going to be like, you know, you're going to have to do it exactly right. And, and I'm looking at all these directions. It's pretty complex. So I read the directions probably at least three times thinking this is not going to be super simple. I'm just going to take my time. And, um, and then, yeah, I went over, I did it the first try and was kind of the first one out of there. So, um, and the directions were very clear. If you follow the directions, the safe opens. Yeah. I was going to ask you. how. That yeah. I felt really bad for Jamal in that moment because I think you, there's so much pressure that you almost don't see what you can't see. Yes. And he's staring yes. at the directions and he's reading it line by line, and you can see that he gives up and sits down, whether, you know, he really sits down or he just sits down to kind of, like, refocus himself. But it did look like he kept getting caught up on, like, he probably got it right, but when it said to turn, he was turning the dial until it didn't stop, when he should have been turning the handle till it stopped. So who knows? Well, you know, and, and interestingly, I think what it was is you do go to the last number, one, and then you go back counterclockwise, but I think you need to do it slowly and you go until that last pin drops in and it will stop. But, you know, so I, I don't know. And, and when I watch it back, I see sometimes he's not doing the proper number of spins each way. Right. Sometimes he's just going really fast. Like if you get to the last number, you don't want to spin so fast that you miss letting that key drop in. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think he just got stuck and it was probably something simple and, and there's just so much pressure in that moment, you know, it's like, and that's the point of like trying to practice something like a meditation is so that when you're in those super heightened situations, you can take a breath. And what you want to do is know that a hundred percent of your processing ability is going into reading the directions and opening the safe, not worrying about this or worrying about that or having, you know, any thoughts that you're having about yeah. anything that's not opening the safe is just not waste helping. Time. It's just a waste of time and waste okay. of, you know, yeah, so oh, 100%. Ability to get into that flow state. Is and so for vital. All, all the future racers out there that could be watching this, I think it's such a learning moment here is because you're going to get frustrated at some point in the race. Yep. You're going to hit the wall. What you have to do is recognize that you hit it, take a step back and completely remove yourself from whatever you're doing in that moment. 
recenter, figure out what your plan of action is. Like mom and I had it in Paris with that stupid rap. Yeah. Actually, yes, we like yeah. it away. Mom's trying, mom's trying to still like read the sheet. You see me snatch it from her because I was like, we just got to stop. We got to yeah. stop for a second. What's our plan? What are we going to do? Let's just recenter it. And then we did that and she got it the very next time. So sometimes yep. you just have to take a step back, take a breather, and then hit it. Yeah. So watching this task, Colin crushes it on his first try, runs out and can't find the taxi, which allows Tyler and Corey to catch up. But before we get to that, uh, just if anybody was so worried or, or didn't understand how much of a beast Colin was, how heavy was that door? Because you just like opened it and it looked like everybody else had to use their feet to just get it <laughs> barely open. How heavy I mean, I'm sure door? the door is very heavy. But, you know, it's he just opened like a refrigerator. He's like, what's in the fridge tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it was a legit ball for sure. Yeah. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, and that perfect hurdle he does on yeah. the way out. You know? A lot so, of hurdles out of Colin in this season. So, <laughs> I love so, Colin, so, Colin, you guys got out of your taxi while it was almost still moving and you didn't kind of see where it parked. What was what was the drama yeah. with the taxi? Yeah, so as we got to the – we somehow – we didn't end up with a fantastic driver. Um, he was great. You know, it, it all worked out. But uh, as we got there, we were somewhat behind. We saw the other teams. You know, they were already running into the building. And um, I, think, I think Leo was already well inside. And so we told him, like, okay, cool. We're going to hop out here. We've got to run over there. Like, go park over there with those other cabs. There was two other cabs mm. parked. parked together. So and the other two cabs were parked side by side. As soon as we saw the route marker, we jumped out because we had somehow, some way gotten so far behind from the airport to the road. And it was block. like, it was maybe half a block, but it was kind of bumper to bumper traffic. So instead of, you know, like sitting waiting. there for another two or three minutes, we just said, look, go park over there by those other two cars. We're going to go grab our clue and we'll be right back out. And yeah, I, I think what ended up happening, we talked to him about it. And I think what ended up happening is he said he was having some kind of hard time getting through the roadblock in the road. So then he was just kind of driving around, I don't know, trying to stay in the area, in the area. but couldn't he somehow could not get I'm not sure the route that the other taxis took to get where they were parked, but according to him, he was not able to figure out how to get over there. So he's just sort of driving around staying in the vicinity. Does yeah. he know the importance of that <laughs> for you? Like did you get him and say, look we're keeping we were pretty you all day. <laughs> yes. yes. We, were, and, we had already fed him probably at least $200 just in that first 20 minutes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we, we had saved, saved all our money. So we were like, we the second we got in, we're like, here's your first hundred. Like, we are going to be feeding you these all day. Yes. And like, you have got to just stay with us, be ready, you know. And, and so as we approached the first, you know, the, that first challenge, it was only maybe 20 minutes from the airport or something. We we're like, look, here's another hundred and we're going to keep these coming. Don't you worry. You know? So like we, like we made it fairly clear. Like we definitely want you to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they told us we had to stay you know, uh, keep hold of our taxi. So we couldn't just decide to go with a different taxi. That was part of the additional information. Oh, really? No, yeah. I heard, I heard you say I that heard. during the episode. Cause when y'all yeah. running around, when you said that, I was like, Oh God. Cause I was very afraid that y'all weren't going to be able to find it. And that was going to be like the nail on the coffin for y'all. Yeah. So are we. Nice to have in our extra info. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we only started <laughs> yeah. that final leg with $140. So I don't know how to, <laughs> you guys had like hundreds. <laughs> well, we, we were saving up, we were saving up throughout the race and, and you know, you can sell things that you get along the way. Right. So we couldn't beg for money. 
but if we found something, we could sell it. So we were definitely doing that. (laughs) And how we eventually found the taxi, this was Colin's brilliant idea, is we ran over to where the other two taxis were parked and they were able to contact him because obviously we don't have cell phones. So they were able to contact him and let him know we're looking, you know, your, your people are looking for you at this corner and that corner. And that's how we end up running down and and meeting him because really there was no other way to get a hold of him. That's a super fan move. That's for sure. That's that uh, saved your leg right there. Big time. Yeah. All right. So, uh, where just finished right before. All right, here we go. Colin crushes the task, and then they gotta head to Foling where they gotta beat Mo Diggity, who I've met before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. all right. <laughs> uh, and they gotta uh play Foling, which I've only played once. Uh, and the place was probably about 10 15 minutes away in normal traffic. Uh, you kind of get there, and uh, you guys ever played uh, any kind of Foling before? <laughs> no, no, we haven't. I think that's a that may be a Detroit thing. Yeah, I think that's the only place it's at right now. Yeah, but it was super fun. I was like, man, our kids would dig this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like a, as a yard game kind of thing set yeah. up with bowling pins and footballs. Yeah, like that. It was actually pretty fun. Like I, I would have had a good time just hanging out there and. Reminds know. me a little of Can Jam. Oh yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, also, bef- uh, I skipped this part, but uh, this was a, par- a part uh, where we were like, wait a second, is this season five Colin about to show up again? Because you kind of flared up a little bit. Uh, both of you were kind of a little tense, which is human and uh, is allowed. But what, again, is there anything that you did to kind of pull yourself back? Did she pull you back? No, he pulled me back. I, you're talking about in the taxi? Well, right before the taxi, he was fired up. And then when you're in the taxi, you were fired up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were both fired up. I was already getting kind of fired up as he was on the road um, doing the roadblock. I know. I mean, we're waiting there for a while. And I keep looking over to where the taxis are parked. And I don't see our taxi. Mm. And, of course, I can't go looking because, as you guys know, you have to stay within the vicinity. And, um so I'm just hoping for the best, but I already know this is kind of like coming. So I've had time to already be processing stew. and stew on the fact that we're going to have to look for this taxi and we, he may or may not be here when Colin comes out. I had no doubt, even though we were the last ones in, that Colin would be the first one out. Like that was just like not even a, a the moment Aww. I knew what it was, we're pelling off of a building and it was some kind of something to do with numbers like i had all the confidence in the world i'm like he's coming out first which is going to give us a little bit of cushion to find this taxi but i'm really worried because i don't know how we're going to do it and so of course sorry there's helicopters helicopters they must be on the race (laughs) (laughs) they're coming to pick you up for the all winter season (laughs) there we go Uh, yeah um so we're just getting worked up as we're looking for him. And of course, we've already had the conversation with him, letting him know the importance of this leg. We've already given him a couple hundred dollars. So, and it is hard to detach, obviously, from winning on that last leg. So it it's, again, one of those times, just like doing the roadblock, that I find it was the perfect transmission for the overall intention of what we were wanting to do um, in coming back on the race, which was finding alignment no matter the conditions. And it's really kind of a show-not-tell business. And so how can you really do that if you don't get out of alignment? If you're just always in high vibes, you're always happy, everything's always perfect. Like it's testing. not even relatable. You're not even human, right? right? So to really be able to show that, oh, okay, they, they do get triggered. Like they're still very human. And now is the opportunity to take that breath and find yourself, 
find your way back into alignment. Remember what's important because it doesn't serve us to be upset at this taxi driver right now. Like we're in the taxi, we're on our way to the next challenge, moving on. So that's but here's, how we do here's it. why I think y'all two are so relatable during the season is because even though y'all do get triggered, I think each of y'all recognized it in each other and was able to pull the other person out of it. So like Colin pulled you out of it in the taxi. And then later in the episode, when Colin's kind of getting triggered with the drums, Chris, you're able to pull it out of him and be like, just take a breath. It'll be fine. You did the same thing to her. It just makes y'all so freaking relatable. That's the promise we made for to each other before we came back on is we knew obviously having been in this container before that we were going to get triggered like there were going to be things outside of our control that would happen and that if it happened to Colin I would hold space for him and if it happened to me he would hold space for me so rather than judging right or putting blame or coming down on keeping score or or allowing the other person's trigger to trigger you right if I'm still in this somewhat conscious space even though he's gone a little unconscious i can hold that higher vibration and the idea is to kind of bring him back in and so yeah we had very deliberately made that promise to each other before we started the race and it just goes to show like pre-planning for the race is huge like recognizing what you're going to struggle with as a team both individually and as a pair and having plans and contingencies and just prepping for that is huge. And it's like the yeah. opposite of what, like when you run, I think with your spouse, the triggers are like, you can like just look at each other and you're triggered. Yeah. And I almost like made that yeah. rule of not allowing those triggers to start you, but almost like being the one to end the trigger for the other. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's something that we've really worked through in our relationship because I would say like we were, you know, the most of that that you could possibly be for the first many years of our relationship. Yeah. I know that there's been many a times where we would just be looking at each other like, what if I just headbutt her in the face right now? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, we're being real. You know, we would definitely get under each other's skin big time. And so that's something that we've, we really worked on. And, and we, we found that if we can do that for each other in normal life as well, and actually be there to support each other, then we can really conquer the world. I mean, our own world, our own, ex- our own experience. And, you know, Goals. Yeah. it, it has worked season, really well for us. Was season five a catalyst for you guys in that way? Or was this a separate transformation for you and your relationship? That was my question you? earlier, yeah. It was a catalyst in the sense that we were able to be the fly on the wall, seeing yourself and... You know, Colin has talked about this a couple of times and that in the moment of like the ox and the the pat- making the bricks that I'm packing it or the Africa scene. Yeah, there's several times where I thought, you know, for sure I'm going to be vindicated here when this comes out. Like everyone's going to see just how wronged I was and just how just how, you know, right I am in this experience. Like, oh, everyone will see. And then watching it back six months later and being like, uh, no, bro, you are definitely <laughs> wrong. Like, that, so that's a great experience. That's kind of an ayahuasca-like experience, but just separated right. by six months, you yeah. know, where you get to look in on yourself and go, oh, okay, so it turns out I don't know shit. So <laughs> now, now where do we go from here? Yeah, so yeah. that opportunity. A lot of people don't get that opportunity, but I don't think when season five first came out that either one of us were really ready to look at and recognize mm-hmm. and take ownership mm-hmm. for 
our part in the play. I think we were still living in that. The editors really, you know, yeah. blame each other. Yeah, blame, blame each other. Blame the, yeah. yeah. And so there were other things that eventually in our relationship became the catalyst to more of an awakening and uh, yeah. set us on a trajectory of, of personal development and growth where we could really start to look at our shadow and start to see our own part in the play and start looking inward and healing ourselves and those bruises in the body that get triggered. Right. And mm-hmm. as you heal those, then you, um, you you don't get triggered so easily and you're able to maintain consciousness for a lot longer. And yep. you I think that's suddenly what look at each other and you realize, wow, you shifted. And so have I, and the relationship has shifted as, as a result. And then you just, you are able to start maximizing that. And I think the healing another level. I think the healing part on a lot of my internal scars is not, it's not healed. And, and I don't know yep. if I'll, if until they're healed, if I'll be ready to be on, on your, your, your yeah, way. Cause I, I feel like we still, we still like, refu- like we see our season differently. Still, yeah. like he, uh, yeah. I, not, not that he, you know, like I'm not pointing fingers, but he doesn't see what I see when I watch our season together. He doesn't see how, how things he says like affect me or I guess, and I also don't see how things I say affect him in a way, but I feel like when I grow up or when we grow up, we want to be like you. Like, <laughs> like, like that's what I think. When I grow I up, I want to be Colin and Kristen. <laughs> I, I did tweet that a couple episodes ago. When I grow up, I want to be Colin. <laughs> uh, well, you know, relationship is really um, a fast track when you treat the relationship as a spiritual practice. And what I mean by that is just as an opportunity for development and growth is that the person in your primary romantic relationship, they really are reflecting. They are the biggest mirror reflections. Everything that you're sort of projecting outward onto them is really like that's that, that is where you go, actually, if I notice it living in them, then it means it lives in me because if it doesn't live in me, I couldn't even notice it in the first place. It wouldn't trigger me. It would just be like, Oh, they yeah. exhibit that behavior, whatever. But when you're like, they exhibit that behavior, <laughs> then there's something there. How long were you together uh, when you filmed season five? A year. Two years. Yeah, two years. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, two years, and we'll be 18 years in September. Okay. Wow. Sorry, let's yeah. finish this so yeah. we can finish yeah. the interview with Colin. Yeah. Before we leave the roadblock, I, can I just say one thing, too? Because this had to be a huge, like, like relief for Tyler. Because, you know, when he was in his season... The last led roadblock really, really tripped them up as a team. And I, I, I know that he probably carried that with him. Like, I'm, I don't have conversations one on one with Tyler, but I imagine that's something he held with him. So being able to hit this roadblock, kill it, and just, like, keep on moving probably was a huge point for him that kind of just got glossed over in the episode, but I wanted to point that out. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and he has said those words. Yes. Has he? Okay. Yeah, yep. yes. Yep. yep, it was awesome. All right, so you show and up. Kind of a bummer, by the way, on his season that, like, it just so happens that he's, like, you know, five foot five or six or whatever he is. <laughs> and, you, and the challenge is to, like, jump really high to get this clue. And the guy is up against us, some six foot something. Right. Like, yeah. I was like, man, that's that's pretty rough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, you know. What are you going to do? Guys. Yeah. So you show up and a couple of gamers are sitting there almost done, but you first, first, <laughs> 
ball you throw, you get nine out of the ten. Uh, <laughs> and then it takes me a lot more balls to get that last freaking bin. You wouldn't be – you would – I guess you played falling, but I was blown away by the fact that if you got the ball to land, it's it could land like three inches in front of the pin, and it would just bounce straight up over the pin. I'd be like, how is it not knocking this thing over? Yeah, and most people who play are drunk because it's a it's a drinking it's an indoor drinking game, pretty much. <laughs> That's what I should have done. So Tyler and Corey finished just before Colin and Christy. Um, I would have uh, liked this task a little better if both sides, uh, both teammates, had to finish um, mm -hmm. the actual foaling because um, mm -hmm. it was a both teammates were playing, so both teammates should have finished. Uh, but you know what are you going to do? You're heading to Jack White's third man record shop. You got to make five two tone records. Uh, that's about ten minutes away from where you were under normal traffic. Tyler and Corey. Make one record, and it seems like Colin and Christy show up right behind them. And then I think one of the errors that they made, and you have to let me know if this was possible, Tyler and Corey finish their five. They know that they messed up one or two. And then while the guy is checking them, could you continue making them? Or did you ha could you make six? Oh, no. Could you make six or seven and, and, make, uh, and then hand it in, or did it have to be five? I don't remember. Do I mean, yeah, so I don't. I I don't know if you could have kept making them. Um, While they were being checked, we just made five and got them checked. Yeah, um, <laughs> we just did it so easily, well, <laughs> which was great. No, but I I, I don't know. It, it's pretty quick to get them checked. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I think I think they had to figure out. Okay, do we need to make more? How many more do we need to make? Mm -hmm. And and it's just it was a a simple little thing where one of the labels was flipped around you know, uh, where, where, cause you're supposed to be able to like, I guess, spin the record and no matter how you spun it, the label would always be upright. It was, it was something like that. Yeah. So that can be kind of complicated and, and could take a while to get. So who knows? They're not showing everything. Yeah. You know, there's and we messed editing. up some doing that same thing and had to like, yeah. but noticed it and remade them so that by the time we got it checked. Yeah. We didn't get it right yeah. on our first try. It makes us look like total badasses. Like, oh, we okay. Right first try, but we did not, it took us, I mean, but it, it didn't take us that long. We, we flipped still, over the yeah. labels and redid them. All right. Then you got to head to Hart Plaza, which is like about five minutes away in the normal conditions, assemble a five piece drum kit while the seven nations army's being blasted in the background. Uh... Be glad Floyd wasn't in this. Does, as a previous drum major, I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how many drum sets I put together, and literally, like it's just second nature to hit that uh, snare strainer up, which is what y'all like was the thing with y'all. Like, yep. But like when I put it together, that's just second nature. So be glad Floyd was not there. So much. I've already yeah. thought about that, and I've already talked about it, and it's just interesting. Yeah, because I really do feel like. In that final three, Team Fun would have really given us a run for our money, like oh, big yeah. time. Even just considering all the challenges that were that yep. were presented. That yeah. drum major is coming in handy a lot in this. So season. handy, it really <laughs> was for sure. He's also just a genius. Yeah, he's I mean, pretty he's, smart. He's not just it's a drum major. Really, exactly. he's, he, he is just a genius. He's extremely intelligent, incredible so, memory. I mean, he's a super, super smart dude. So yeah. was it as close as they made it seem? Were you both missing the same one little piece at the same time where either of you could have gotten it? Yeah, that was close. That's exactly how it was in real life. Like, on our season, they made it look like our, me and us and Joey it was a lot closer, but we were 10 minutes behind them. Like we never got checked at the same time to possibly win. They no, got we checked. Were, yeah. 
Yeah, we were all there at this. We were there about 10 minutes before they were, but overall we were there for like a long time. time. Well over an hour. Yeah. So we had had the drum sets put together fully, except for the missing link, you know, for each one of us respectively for quite a while. It could have been either one of us at any point in time. Uh, our other question, uh, another, this is the moment that James Earl was talking about when uh, Colin's getting a little frazzled and you guys whoosh, pulled him right back in, got your little zen moment. You said, like, let's t- talk telepathically. Did you find a piece right after that? Like they edited it? Yes. Oh, exactly yes. like they showed it. It was, yes. it was, it was wow. an instantaneous thing. And, yeah. and, that, and honestly, like, that's what did it for us. Like, and I was, I was wow. right on the verge of just, like, you, you can know, see when I can... when I stop you, you can see the drip, the sweat dripping from his nose. Like it was hot, it yeah. was loud. I ran back and forth to that example drum set uh, a thousand times. You and, know, I was thinking I had some little angle wrong or something. And there was like an intuitive hit that came in, really, that said this is more of a fine detail, not anything to do with the angles. Because you guys know when you're doing these challenges, they can get very. Mm-hmm. But we were. We were so precise. And I said, no, it's something obvious. Like I had, I even had a picture that they were, I could see our friends and our tribe at home watching the television and I could see the little highlighted, whatever it was, was wrong. And you have this, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but on the race multiple times, especially when we were doing the rowing and this was happening in the drum set, you can, um, it's like there's no time space. Everything's happening all at once. And so at the same time that we're putting together the drum set, we can also see our tribe and our family at home on the couch, like screaming, what is wrong? And so when Colin, who does say, we've got to call in the angels and guides, I'm going, well, if we want to go from high beta which is where we're at. We're in a panic and we want to get into alpha, right? And we want to calm the central nervous system, which is really what it is about getting into flow state. We need to take a moment and take a breath. And in that space, that is when you can access a higher intelligence and it, it it comes through just intuitive knowing everyone has that ability to access this like infinite, intelligence but you have to know how to get into a flow state to do it and that was i knew the attention to detail and you know he builds drones for a living so i knew he would be the one to see it but i at that point was the one who had the ability to hold the space was in the more conscious space to remind him and to also the eye gazing there is an activation that happens there that's a very real moment that can bring someone down into that space and it literally we did that he looked over saw the flip picked it up brought the judge over and that was that wow wow yeah wow that's crazy like if people you know who who don't believe in all of whatever that you're talking like just you're proof and you've proven it on more than one occasion throughout this season that it's real, like, and vibes are real and positivity is real. It's, I love it. And I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, you can call it really, it doesn't, um, it's, it's, I just think of it as we all have, you know. Yeah, what is that? We don't hear it. Oh, I hear oh, it's it. Gone now. 
It's gone oh, now. No, Whatever it was, okay. it was awful. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sounded like aliens. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're talking about angels. It might be. It might have been. Yeah, we better shut them down. There. Wait We're a second. It's all happening little, at once. Yeah. All right, you guys look at each other. Do your zen. Get rid of that. Whatever that was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can call it, but it is just this ability. Um, it's what extreme athletes are doing when they when they get into flow state, and it's ability. I to tell y'all about that. Yeah, it's timelessness, <laughs> it's spacelessness, and you access just another level of intelligence. And everyone has the ability to do it. Practicing meditation on a regular basis can allow you to access it quicker. So, right, not anyone could just be in the middle of that drum situation and take a breath and be able to access it. But the practice is what allows him to go from beta to alpha right away and then be able to look over and take in more bits at any given moment and see it. So call it what you will, but that is, you know, but that's how it happens. It's calming the nervous system and accessing a, um, a different brainwave. Wow. Yeah. So Zen moment, boom, instantaneously get it. Head off to uh, Fort Wayne, 10 countries, 18 cities, 25,000 miles, 15 years later. You guys win the amazing race and then smack Phil in the ass. Uh, <laughs> we needed a good spanking. That's coming. Uh, congratulations uh, on uh, incredible transformation in your personal lives, uh, redemption on your amazing race journey, and literally cementing yourselves as one of the best teams to ever run the amazing race. And people can't argue with that. No. And I, I think Jordan Ritter down is one of the most liked and likable Definitely. winners. And here's not, and it's not just because y'all were like blowing smoke up people's ass in the whole season too. Like y'all had times too, where y'all like got Brittany, uh, like pretty too. And like, uh, Rachel was coming over to y'all and be like, is there any way? And you literally like, Nope, no way. And you just shut it down. So it's not like you're, you were like trying to like make everyone like you. Like that wasn't your goal. Y'all were just running your own race. You weren't threatened by anyone else. Y'all were just focused on yourselves and y'all ran what y'all wanted to run. That's right. And, 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 and bottom line is like when you do the work and you just clean up your own stuff and you, you know, get rid of, you know, at least a good portion of that dense energy, you, you just see people from a different perspective. You, you see the good in everyone. And Christy would do this practice with us every time we'd be flying into a new city when everyone else is kind of talking about who they're going to be U-turning, how they're going to get this, that, and the other, she would walk us through every single team and we would talk about all the things that we loved about each person. And we would find, okay, what can we find about this person that we can really be appreciative of, that we can really honor, that we can really genuinely say, I love that about that person. You can, and you can find something about anyone that, that, you know, you can, you can find appreciation for because you know, what we appreciate in others is what we appreciate in ourselves and what we don't like in others, what we don't like in ourselves is pretty simple. But the reason we're doing that was because again, working at a higher energetic level, more of a, less of a three dimensional, like, okay, yeah, there's these physical tasks and we're going to have to do that. But energetically we're accessing that frequency of love. And so the fastest way for me to do that is to look at all the other teams and find all the reasons I like and love them because that's the frequency that's going to allow me to be a cooperative component to actually do my best in this race. So it's more, you know, working at just this higher level. Um, it, also, it also shifts you out of 
the like scarcity thing of like feeling like you're going to lose or you're against all these people. Like, and it just puts you in such a better place to be able to take on whatever is presenting to be looking for what's good instead of what's a threat. Right. Exactly. Totally. That's right. Exactly. And I think the other teams could genuinely feel like, even when I'm telling Alyssa, like, sorry, but no, what's being transmitted is, Hey, I like you. I love you. It's all good. But sorry. A minute ago, you guys were trying like really, you know, trying to get everyone to vote us out and we're the last two remaining. And at this point, this is strategically to stay in the game. This is the best move for us. And so it could even allow other teams when you're in that place to not take it as personal either. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the awards and then we'll do some questions. And um, you guys have given us a lot of your time and we really appreciate it. You guys are incredible. Uh, thank you for coming on. But uh, anybody else that's watching, thumbs up, like, subscribe. More than half of the people that watch the show have not subscribed to the channel and you watch it every single week. So why not subscribe, on, guys? I don't spam <laughs> you with anything else. I can literally be posting stuff all day, but I only bring the recaps. Just throw a little like and subscribe. All right. <clears throat> So how far? Um, well, let's get to our awards. Okay, let's, let's do the awards first. All right, uh, my super fan move will start with me. Uh, super fan move. I mean, obviously, uh, I'll wait. Okay, I'm putting Jamal in check. I know because, you're do Yeah, that. <laughs> um, just because in that moment the at the first. finale, I feel like they came that far. They got redemption and. It's very easy, as we all see, to like sit outside the task and to be upset and like what's going on. But um, you know, just a little bit of sympathy for what his partner must have been going through. Um, you know, I think that's part of being a good partner. So Jamal's getting put in check for not being supportive. Super fan move. Uh, uh, gonna give it to Colin for finding the taxi and using the other taxis to actually find the taxi, which was super smart. Uh, had that not happened, that could have been the race right there. You lost your taxi and. And I didn't know that you couldn't switch taxis, so that makes it even crazier that that if you didn't find your taxi, you're done. So super fan move for being smart enough to use the other taxis to find them. Mm-hmm. James Earl, seal clapping. Who's getting it? So y'all would not be able to predict who's doing my seal clap. I'm actually doing my seal clap to all six of the finalists because every single one of them came back for like a redemption season and all six of them placed higher than they did in their previous season. Like all six of them. So I'm doing all six finalists. My seal clap. <laughs> That's totally. great. That is a great seal clap. That is. Um, I am giving the extreme move award to Christy for in the pressure cooker moment of that final challenge, having the wherewithal to pull back, breathe herself and ground herself. And then, give the opportunity for her partner to do the same and knowing where his skill set was to get that final detail and win a million dollars and the amazing race. That's the move of the race. That was the move of the race. Right there. I mean, that won the million. That that moment right there won y'all the million. Exactly. Now, there was a lot of steps to get y'all to that That's point. Right. But that was the crux. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So how far were Tyler and Corey behind you? So I think what's her name? from Rob has a podcast. She like looked that up. Um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think it, it was a lot more, it was a lot further than what they show. Um, yeah. In fact, the footage that they're showing of them going to the final is actually when they're leaving the foaling. <laughs> oh, wow. right? the record place. Yeah. Re- leaving the record place. Plaza. Yeah. So um, I, I think 
there, it was quite a while, maybe another 30, 45 minutes. Okay. And how about Leo and Jamal? Because I was looking at the shadows. Those shadows were real deep. Nerdy. But I was yeah, like, real oh, the yeah. shadows were a Hours. lot longer. Yeah. yeah they, were, they were a while back, yeah. Yeah, supposedly they is, went through the other challenges really fast. Although, I mean, at that point, I wonder how strict everything was, especially like, like at the, the drums, drum set. You know, it's yeah. like you get it pretty much there. You're like, yep, good, you got it. You <laughs> head to the finish line because really, you, you just sit all six drums on the stage, and they're like, yeah, that's right. Good <laughs> enough. Yeah. You know, there's no the pop- point in like sitting there for three hours making them sweat some lever. Yeah. Yeah. Paparazzi never finished the building their chairs task during our season either. So mm-hmm. uh, wow. they just leaned it up against and they were like, just. Let's go. Let's just, yeah. let's go. Uh, okay. Uh, there was a lot of things on air this season that were, we thought should have been aired, like the extreme roadblock or the the, the task that uh, the first task of the Amazing Race when you guys are digging through sand and you got to pull down the kite, get something. Never showed that. Was there a final memory challenge that didn't air this season? Because that seems to be the rumor. No, no, no. There wasn't. There was. There was one challenge they took out of the uh, – or one route marker that they took out of the final leg, which was going to this um, kind of like street art, neighborhood art project place where there was all this kind of random like uh, junk trash art. Mm-hmm. And there was like 50 clue boxes and you had to run around all the clue boxes to try to find the clue. Um, they didn't show that. And there was a bunch of other stuff, obviously, they cut out throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but no, there was no memory challenge. I mean, yeah. How do you cut out the creator? Yeah. But no memory challenge, so that's not no true. No memory challenge. And everyone, of course, was taking copious notes, yeah. studying at the at the road at the rest stops, you know, quizzing each other. I mean, it was like, golly, how much time we could save. And that honestly puts a lot of pressure into who does the first roadblock too, because if you're thinking there's a really tough memory challenge coming next, like mm-hmm. you really want to save your memory batter for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. I have to jump in and just ask a question because I, my parents are watching Charlie while I'm doing this. But uh, Melissa and Michelle and myself, is there like a spirituality philosophy specifically that you practice, or books, or a podcast um, that you recommend? Kind of starting with, I just feel like listening to you. And now that I guess I'm a new mom and we're new parents, like I want to be the best version, or we want to be the best version of ourselves that we could be for our son. Um, anything that you recommend kind of getting started with to be like you, (laughs) we, we did put together a, um, a six part. It's a free video series, uh, Colin and Christy.com. It's called igniting the flame. And, um, it is, it introduces basically how, you know, it's all about cultivating more intimacy, sensuality, sexuality inside your relationship. It goes over how to create safe space so that you can share at a deeper, more authentic level. It introduces some of the Tantra practices that we do, um, in our, um, in our practice. And also by the sixth video, it really gets into what it looks like to treat your relationship as a spiritual practice. And, and it includes the foundation of that is, um, includes, uh, reading a book, uh, called the four agreements, which, um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. So that's a really good one to start with. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, the conscious parent, I highly recommend that book. Um, that's treating your, your relationship with your child as a spiritual practice. Man, which... Once you get this one solved, that's the next challenge. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. You want to talk about a good mirror. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Wait till your kids start talking back to you. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. 
exactly. Y'all are gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a that's a good one. So both of those books are um, great places to start. But the video series is really a lot of the low hanging fruit that we mm-hmm. do practice on a regular basis. That if you're brand new, it's great. It's not gonna intimidate you or turn you away. It's gonna really like ease you in. But also, if you've been on this road for a bit, it's gonna be great reminders in there as well. And this is like our dharma. This is our Thank you that the universe sort of allowed the cooperative components to unfold for us to go back on the race. And we saw the bigger picture and the story arc that had the possibility of happening. It was part of our bigger intention. We knew people would wonder what you guys are doing. So we put together this video series to awesome. let Thank people you. get a window. Well, she's going to have to go, but we got a couple. It was of- so good yeah. to meet you. Thank you for being yeah. on. Yeah. She's right now. Yeah, she That's okay. Take the dog with you. Go, Coop. All right, so a couple more questions, um, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, got a bunch of them here. We just dropped our kids off at a camp for three weeks. So we're, like, we're like free. We have so much time right now. You guys yeah, are great. Are a great three weeks. Now I know why you're talking about ayahuasca. You guys are out by the waterfall waiting for the sunset. You guys are like, okay, as soon as this is over, we can get business. All right. Uh, you did mention tantric. Uh, is there videos of that? That's what, no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which which season was tougher, was harder for you guys, season uh, five or the current season? So season five was more kind of grueling and taxing on your overall system because our legs were so long. And all of pretty much every single rest stop was 12 hours, except for maybe two or three where they were letting production catch up. Mm. And after you do your interview and all that, you might get eight hours in your room and then you're off for another three day leg. So the legs mm. were. Oh no. Oh no. Don't worry. We're coming back. The legs were super long and uh, the rest stops were super short. Um, but then in terms of like overall stress during the leg, this one was way harder. So I would say this one was more competitive and more stressful because the legs were so the, the field was so compressed. And I think the first time that happened, you know, as much as it did this one with season 30, season 30, maybe the last season, like they're getting everyone through customs. They're getting everyone to the departure hall. And then they're giving us a, a 10 second countdown to run out and grab our cabs. And so, you know, I think in Dubai, first place to last place spread of the whole field was like 12 or 14 minutes. Mm. So it, you know, from a, from a like stress in the shorter leg, this one was way harder. Yeah. We could get far enough ahead. We were really good at the airport strategy in season five. So we were typically coming into a country way before. At least the last place teams. Yeah. So we were never worried that we were going to get eliminated pretty much throughout the entire race on season five. Whereas till season the ox yeah till the ox (laughs) yeah um till the ox was broken Um, you got a book named after that title man come on (laughs) i didn't know that yeah but then season 31 because it's three two one go practically every single leg you're starting it's like the Hunger same. Games. Yeah, it's not yeah. Hard. It felt like it's it felt more hard. like the Hunger Games. Yeah, sure. You can thank me for that 10 second countdown out of the airports, by the way. Man, no <laughs> thank you. <Jen. laughs> that is the, trying to what stay in trying to not get lizard brain during that moment when all of the teams <laughs> are just going into this major panic, anxious fear state. That was, that's hard. I mean, it's really good though. I mean, it's definitely a testament to teams that have a stronger mental balance. To be able to we, do um, 
Jen, we t- asked tell me, the... tell me, Jen, what happened? How that happened? <laughs> so after, I think we were in our, we were at our pit stop um, after our first leg in France, and at that point, pretty much every leg had been equalized. Um, and I was like, this is ridiculous that we run kind of rudely through airports in foreign countries and try to sneak our way through lines and it makes sense. And, and then we're equalized. Like, I'm like, why don't we just start when we're running out the door? So I asked the, the cast if everybody felt comfortable with that and they did. And so yep. then I asked production and then production ended up much preferring <laughs> running awesome. the race because yeah. it's yeah, complicated getting everything I think through. Once, once everyone's on the same flight anyways, there's no point in, you know, being a bunch of ugly Americans busting through airports and trying to cut in customs right. lines and things like that. Yep. We, we, do, we do enough of that everywhere else on the ledge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Justin disagrees with me. <laughs> no, I mean, that's how we won two separate legs. It was literally running through the airport and eight seconds uh, between us getting on a, a, a train and then everybody else missing that by like seconds. It was mm-hmm. just simple little things that we did that got us ahead. And that was one of them. But hey, I mean, if everybody's equalized, I always feel like we have an advantage. So it doesn't matter. Like if everybody's equalized, wherever we're equalized. Mm-hmm. So that that's just a belief that I have in myself, and the, the amount of preparation that we did for the race that I there's it's impossible for anybody to be more prepared than we were. At least that was my mindset. Um, speaking of preparation, did you guys do anything different to prepare for this season than you did? Meditate more. <laughs> we um, we already we had our. I mean, we didn't have a lot of time. It was April that we texted the casting director. March no March. April, and then we were leaving in June. Mm. So Colin paddleboard serves every day. We already have kind of like our daily practice that we do. So kept that up. I hike yoga. Um, and, but what we did do is when we ordered our backpacks and we have these really steep hills in Austin Hill country in our neighborhood where we live and we'd go walk, um, couple you know, few miles run. up and down the hills yeah. just to just say like, get used to the pack. So the bruising would go away, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, then watch watch some old seasons. Yeah. Took a bunch of watch notes. Watch your guys' seasons. Yeah. Watch season thirty. <laughs> watch season thirty, and it was like, whoa. This whoa, is what did we sign up game. for? <laughs> yeah, it really was. So thank goodness for that because it kind of we kind of had an idea that it was going to be a lot different than season five, and we were prepared for that after watching your guys' season. Cool, uh, James L. Jen. If you have any, uh, feel free to jump in with questions. I'm just. Oh, I've been peppering throughout the throughout the show. Okay. Yeah, we, you know realized, I we realized that uh, this season was more of a traveling game show than a traveling game show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Charlie. He's going to bed. Uh, Say good night to everybody. Charlie, Charlie. Bye, buddy. I don't know how he's so Look at those two. Oh, I love wow. this kid so much. It'll expand your heart. I, my heart feels like a- explodes in my chest when he smiles at me. Yep. And the first time he says, I love you, daddy, I'm probably going to cry for like a week. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't. All right. Yeah. Justin, do you feel better <laughs> knowing that Colin and Christy had to turn down their first invite to all stars because Christy was pregnant and then got this most beautiful return? Uh, as, as Diana has said, it, it wasn't meant to be for this season. Um, that we should believe that our time is going to come if it's meant to come. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that because of how much, 
I'm going to get in. I don't know how much you want me to get into it, but yeah, come on. Hashtag vulnerability. Uh, yeah. So uh, of how much that winning would again, literally change my world or change our world. Like I grew up on, on welfare, being poor, like breaking a $1 food stamp so I can have 75 cents and, and buy like a comic book or, or whatever. Just, you know, I, I've been through so much and I felt like this was my one chance to actually be great at something. And, I feel that, brother. And I fell short, just like I feel I do in every aspect of my life. I get to like almost the pinnacle of everything. Like almost like I was 22 years old, making a hundred thousand dollars a year, working in Miami, living in a penthouse, driving a Mercedes. And by 24, I was broke. And, and then it's like, I would never get back to that. I would never, I would never be successful again. And that that's always hurt. And I felt like this is something that I was made to do. Like I was born to be on this race. I was born to run this race. It was, it was supposed to win this race. It was, I saw this and I saw the win and I saw that changing everything in our lives. Like, you know, we're in debt. I'm struggling just to help my family stay afloat and that this would have changed all of that. And then it's just so hard to look at it from a different angle and be, see the lessons or see how is this helping me? How, how is losing helping me be a better person? It's hard to see that. What got you to where you are right now? Yeah, I can where share is our, our, our story. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting when I look at our journey 15 years ago, you know, the amazing race came into our lives. I had never heard of it. It was through, um, I was Miss Teen USA. They came asking me, looking, you know, for it. And then it just worked out that it was Colin and I that went on. And the devastation of coming up short after dominating the majority of the leg. And then to see the edit and the storyline and feeling not only did you come up short, but just misunderstood by the world, you know, Amen. your shadow was just blasted out to the world to see. And there's really not a whole lot you can do about it because even to, you know, cause there's just this one dimensional idea that people have of you and it's really, now we have social media so you can kind of write your own story. But in those days it was very difficult to do. And it's just interesting how we close the book on amazing race and then suddenly a year later, it dawns on me, it give, I get the idea to just turn it on and watch it as a family show. And we start feeling into the vibration of it. And then I get that hit to reach out. It comes back. Thank God we didn't go on the original All Stars. And I was pregnant because if we had, there's no way we would have had the opportunity to come back and really tell the story that we were able to tell because we were much more integrated. You know, it, it's what makes it beautiful is the, is the, is the art is the integration. And we would not have been there on that first time around. We would not have been able to share that, transmit that same story. It really took the journey of that 15 years, um, for it to happen, for us to be able to go on and do what we did. And so when I look back at it, it's like it all unfolded exactly as it was meant to because it catalyzed this opportunity for us to learn the lessons, learn lessons that 
we're meant to have and our relationship and as us individually. And when we were able to start integrating that part, that's when all of a sudden amazing race comes back into our life. And it was funny last night, Colin and I, we were watching um, our, the video we did with team fun recapping and you know, you asked Jen earlier, what, what really catalyzed, uh, you know, when did you kind of, I had sort of a couple, about eight years ago, a dark night of the soul where I really was like, I'm done with this relationship. It had just hit rock bottom. And when I really had that resolve, it was kind of like a, (sighs) right. I really breathe for the first time. And there's that saying sort of let go, let God. And I think what that is, is that when you are able to like, let go of that pent upness that we kind of hold on to that angst, we sort of let go. There's a flood of consciousness that starts to enter the body where you're able to see a bigger picture. And I looked at Colin, I was like, you know, that's really, if you listen to the song, this is going to get really, you know, vulnerable, but you went there first. So I'm going, um, (laughs) that when you listen to the song, amazing grace, I was like, listen to the lyrics of that song, Amazing Grace. And that's what happened to me in that night. And then I realized Amazing Grace, Amazing Race. <laughs> this the connection of that and the yeah. overall story. So all that to say that, look, you were on just a few seasons ago. You have no idea the cat, what is born in you and what, like the story and the journey, um, that you're on. And it's really about having, um, this faith that you are living your life. You are in that flow and taking inventory of your life so that you can start to see that you, you are, you are a transmission, Justin, you have this show, you have no idea what your life and your love of amazing race and your son and your relationship, how that's affecting other people. It is like a drop in the water and it just keeps on going and really feel into that because you are, are powerful, more powerful than, you know, that's so awesome. Thank you. Um, one of you ask a question. Give me a sec. Yeah, bro. I'm just, oh. just going to add one thing, Justin, dude, like I, I've, built multiple companies i've worked with a lot of different people like man you are a powerful creator your level of passion enthusiasm your preparation that you did on the race there's a reason that our son was like the green team the green team holy crap i mean like bro you got nothing to worry about and i can promise you as soon as you stop worrying and give yourself a break and let your because i've been exactly where you are when we found out that we were pregnant i had just had a failed business happened in California. We had, we lost everything. We got a car repossessed. We had to fly back to Texas with our tail between our legs. I'm living in our friend of ours apartment, paying no rent, had no idea where my next paycheck was going to come from. And then Chrissy found out she was pregnant in that moment. And I was like, Oh man, like the fear that lived in me and how harshly I judged myself for not being there to take care of my family and to not like be the man that I promised Chrissy that I would be years earlier, like it's the moment you can love yourself and let yourself off the hook a little bit and know that you are living your flow. I guarantee you, bro, you are going to crush it. You're already crushing it. Like you got nothing to worry about That's awesome. with or without the race. 
Thank you, man. I can't wait to meet y'all. I really want to feel that vibe, that that energy, man. Uh, I felt the vibe and an energy when I proposed to my wife. It was underneath the Northern Lights. You could physically feel the energy from the Northern Lights. And I feel like that's something like being around you. You could physically feel that energy. Man. So I'm looking forward to when we actually get stoked as well. Me too. Uh, anybody else have any questions? <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Jen, for starting that. Thanks. Appreciate it. Did I start that? <laughs> That's why I love you guys. No, I, I really appreciate each and every one of you. I mean, and just think, Justin, next time the All Stars was meant for me, you and Jen to race together. That's what really was meant. I mean, seriously, like, I, I, I can just feel a really strong season coming you just never know it's like you just know how it's gonna unfold and it doesn't always look the way you think it's gonna look it's like being okay with the idea that yeah. you know what your desire is feel into that and when it happens like for me amazing race a big part of it was i wanted to travel i didn't want to um deal with the logistics like being a mom i didn't want to deal with the logistics and i was feeling like i wanted to spend a lot more time with colin and as a coach like you learn, like Jen, you know, it really is a show, not tell. You cannot tell someone. You really have to kind of guide them there. And so all of a sudden, the race kind of checked all those boxes like, oh, yeah, that's why that's coming back in, because there are all these things I'm wanting to manifest. There are all these things that I desire. And the, the amazing race has the ability in that one thing to really check all of those boxes. I was not expecting amazing race. That was actually a surprise for me. That just, that was like the universe going, guess what? You want to do this, 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 and that this one thing checks all those things for you. So you don't know if it's amazing race or not, but it comes in in that way. And when you're open to it, when you're aware of it, you, you, you can become more receptive to it. That's can awesome. I share something with you guys? Because Please. I know we've been talking for like several hours. So anyone who's still here. <laughs> thank yeah, you this is the um, longest episode <laughs> ever in the history of Races Recap. So <laughs> thank but, you. Um, so you guys were in the Tetons when you had this whole like remembrance or whatever it was that you just amazing race came back. And um, I was actually in Grand Targhee. So just on the other side yes. of Jackson. Um, but in the Tetons, in that same space with those mountains, when I said out loud for the first time in several years, because I had applied to Amazing Race and then applied to Survivor and didn't get it on either show. And I said out loud to some friends while I was up there um, coaching mountain biking, because I was reminded of how much I missed travel of my ski career and being like in in these competitive environments and high intensity. And I was like, you know, I would still really love to go on the amazing race. And I got a text from a casting recruiter who had seen an old application video the following week. Wow. So if you want to go on amazing race, go to the Tetons. <laughs> <laughs> Book your trip now. Yeah, so funny. When, yeah, because when you, when you want, when you talk about the idea of manifestation, it is about getting into the feeling place of what you want to feel. It's envisioning and what you want to feel and 
then you have to be fully receptive. You have to, you, you want to be in the receiving mode. You want to be, and so when I'm in that high vibration and there's not those states. So anytime I'm thinking about when I'm coming from that lag perspective, I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm not in the receiving mode and that's really the tricky part. And so, yeah, when you're, when you're in that high vibe, full on receive, that's when you want to start manifesting. And we were doing that in the entire race when we would get first place or we would do really well on a leg that is when we would together close our eyes and start, this is quantum visualization. We would start imagining what it would be like to run up to the mat, all the um, other teams clapping as we're, Phil is announcing that we are the winners of the amazing race because we are in full reception, receptive mode at that point in our highest vibration. That's when you want to envision what you want to create because you are very powerful in those frequencies. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into the, the deep stuff. <laughs> Put it this way, lots of lovemaking, no finishing. <laughs> Using that, harnessing that energy to manifest. There's, there's some powerful juju. All kinds of stuff. We, yeah. we, we could go on for hours. We did yeah. some preparation. Yeah. Wow. Did you guys wow. meditate during the race? At least three times a day. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. awesome. Uh, all right. Um, the, oh, this was awesome. This is amazing. I'm I, this should, I should be ending it, but I just don't want to say goodbye. I, I feel like <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I I love y'all too. Like I I really am so happy that I'm part of this family, and uh, I really look at this as a family. And uh, would you go back for an all winter season? For sure. Yeah. I so didn't know if this this was like this all this is Steve's glance. <laughs> it was all winners. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. feel into it in the moment, but yeah, my yeah, guess is yeah, it would probably it, be a yes. It's the yeah. most amazing thing. You guys have done it. Like, a, what an incredible experience. It's the most amazing thing. If they wait another 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back when I'm 55. Come on, Next on. iteration yeah. of Colin and Christy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be mom and dad. We'll be grandma and grandpa. <laughs> and still probably be jacked and beautiful. Like, you guys are just <laughs> incredible. It's like, come on. All right, guys. Anything else before we say goodbye? No, this is, a, I love every minute of this yeah. episode. So glad uh, you guys. Thanks for having us on. Really, no, we're so I, excited to come on. This this is literally the best episode that we've ever done on uh, Races Recap. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you too. We appreciate you guys for coming on. We appreciate every single one of you watching this video. For time is the most precious thing and, and most valuable thing that you have, and you're spending it with us, and that really means the world to me. I make twenty three dollars a month on this YouTube channel uh, during the season, so I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love the show and I love the family that this has created for me. So. I appreciate all of you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Love really. you, guys. Thank Bye. You. Love you, guys. Bye. Bye.